up everybody and welcome back to the Sam's Report where I have made some terrible life choices. Terrible. <laughs> terrible life choices. Let me explain why. Um, for those of you who are watching the video, oh I forgot to turn this thing on, but uh, you can see the Xbox there, you can see whatever. Um, you can, uh, <laughs> so um, things look different but they should be the same unless you're a real astute uh, uh, um, observer, but um, one thing I've done is I've moved my primary office, and my primary, I call it whatever, my like writing office upstairs because I enjoy sunlight and it is becoming spring and beautiful outside. And there are no windows down here because I got to control the lighting for all the different stuff and um, it, the windows are blocked, long story short. So where does the really bad decision come in? Well, bad decision numero uno, see this chair I'm in? It's a nice chair. It's fun. It swivels, it rocks, and it's about, I don't know, like eight inches too short. This is actually a chair that used to be in my daughter's bedroom. Um, we moved some stuff out of there, primarily this chair, and I had this great idea. I was like, oh, I'll just go put it downstairs in the studio, and then when I'm podcasting, I can sit in here, and maybe maybe it's okay. You guys can let me know, but it's like, it's it's um, everything is lower. <laughs> Every, everything is lower, and it just, it feels different, and I don't know if different is bad or different is good. But um, the problem is, like, I've not ADHD, that would be overselling it, but you, you know, you fidget, and like, I don't want that to be a distraction when, I, when I'm doing this stuff, but um, here we are, and uh, back in the studio, completely new setup, I'm actually on a, a different computer, I have different, the audio hardware and everything else is the same, but um, like, I had to reconfigure everything, I'm down one monitor, I only have, well, I have three monitors down here, but two are 4K, one is um, 1080p, and blah, blah, blah. Just completely overhauled the setup. That way I can move upstairs and be more happy and jolly. But I need to make sure the podcast studio is functional for First Ring Daily for this podcast and all that stuff. And today is like the first, 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 first podcast that I'm actually using it for. And so hopefully, hopefully nothing goes bad. Also changing up some of the software. We have been going um, as a company. We've been using um, Teams a lot. And so now I t I'm still technically, I guess, using OneNote, but I'm not like fully using OneNote. Um, so I'm trying to like condense all my work related stuff into Microsoft Teams. And part of that is show notes for this. And that way I only have to open one application to be able to find all my work related content. And so I'm now using Teams to organize all my notes and try to keep track of this podcast stuff. And I've, we'll, we'll see how it goes. The, the one annoying thing about Teams that I don't, oh, maybe I did turn the computer on where it just I'm not imagining that right. It just kind of um, appeared. So we will just, um, <laughs> we'll just, I, I, if you're not watching the video stream, I don't know what to tell you. Um, but um, the, the Surface Studio behind me just turned on. It just, it, it does its own thing. And now it's off. You know, I, I, people think that a lot of times Paul and I are just make up like issues we run into, but as you can see, <laughs> I don't know what happened right there. But anyways, back to Microsoft Teams, I'm throwing everything in there, including the show notes. And so you can add tabs inside of a uh, team. And one of them is OneNote. And what I did was I added a tab for OneNote and then you put the things in there. The only thing that's kind of annoying about it is that when you open that, you click that tab, then you have to wait for OneNote to like literally open inside of Teams. And it's like, I wish you could just get a notepad or just something to make it quicker, but that's minor. But um, this is starting the journey of replacing my digital work life all inside of Teams. And so far it, it it's quite okay. Teams is 
teams ha need some polish. I will definitely say that, but um, but um, uh, I'm liking it so far. And so far, it's allowing me to reduce the number of apps that I have to install and use, and and it's good stuff. And so here we are, living the team's life, trying to uh, trying to adopt that Microsoft lifestyle. Uh, speaking of adopting that lifestyle, if you are using the, I guess you can call it classic OneNote, uh, the 2016 version, that is going to be going away. Microsoft announced this week that they are making the UWP version the priority and the future. And uh, that, that should have become a big surprise. But if you are attached at the hip to the 26 iteration, um, I would uh, not be attached at the hip to that. So because it's going away eventually. And uh, other interesting things that this week, Microsoft, so Microsoft announced Windows Defender for Chrome. It's a technically, it's not technically, it is an extension. It is an extension for Chrome. It basically gives you uh, Windows Defender-like protections inside of Chrome. Now, this is interesting because one of the primary reasons they said, hey, use Edge is because you get all this fancy Windows Defender protection, but now you can get it in Chrome. And so it's like, what's the deal? Why are they doing this? I think there's a lot of reasons why. One, they want to make Windows Defender kind of synonymous with protections and all that stuff. And they know a lot of their users are using Chrome. And so now they can say that they are protecting that endpoint. But also there's another reason too. And you gotta remember if you're using this extension, you are giving your data to Microsoft. Don't forget that because then they get their browsing history. That's the only way they can tell if you're on a malicious website is by um, tracking that kind of stuff. And so some people get a little nervous about that, but if you're not giving it to Microsoft, you're giving it to Google, if you, you know, it, it's going somewhere if you want to be protected. But the interesting thing here is to watch is Google has this stuff built in as well. Google isn't like ignorant and just says, oh, go whatever website. We've all seen um, like those large red banner things and says, don't go here from Chrome. And so now Microsoft is doing that with this extension. The question is, which one's better? Only time will tell, but this will be interesting little uh, test. I, I'm not really thinking I want to go try to find malicious websites. Maybe I can do it in a VM and that way and see which one is actually blocking more. Uh, but for Microsoft, they're getting more data. And that's the only way that they can improve Defender on the web is with more data. So if they have an extension on Chrome, then they get more data back into Edge and all that good stuff. And they have a better product. So that's probably one of the reasons why they're doing it. Yep. And speaking of doing it. Uh, Microsoft and Xbox, a lot of stuff, interesting things going on here. For one, on a personal note, uh, this white guy back here will very soon be replaced with an Xbox One X. I am now playing PUBG almost fully on the Xbox because I'm loving it with my friends. It is still a low FPS kind of jangled mess, but um, it's a very fun jangled mess. We got a, uh, two chicken dinners, back-to-back -back days, and uh, we're having a lot of fun. And so I'm going to splurge next week um, more than likely get an X and, um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to that to see how that improves things. And I, I've never, well, I've used an X, but I've never owned one in my house. So that will be fun. But speaking of the Xbox, by the way, uh, there was a new job posting this week by Microsoft. Actually, I think it was maybe technically late last week on the 10th, where they were saying they're looking for somebody with GDDR6, um, expertise. And so this kind of jives with things that I've heard that a lot of people thought maybe the X was the last console from Microsoft. I don't, I don't know if I agree with that statement. Now, obviously anything can change at any time. And at least we are years away from a, another generation of Xbox, but I've definitely heard that they're not saying that the X was the last console they will ever build. And so they are starting to look at hardware requirements and that type of thing. And GDDR6 would be a perfect feature for that. As long as it comes within say like the next three years. Uh, it's kind of roughly the timetable that I've heard. 
and um, what it would include. That's that's interesting because you look at what the Scorpio offers, 4K gaming. The only thing I can think of that they could really build upon, and maybe they think Sony is going there, and so they want to make sure they have something to match it, would be uh, 4K at guaranteed 60 FPS. Uh, that's frames per second. That's the only real thing I can think of that they would add. I, I can't imagine 8K is going to be a thing anytime soon. 4K TVs are... Um, pretty far out there. Uh, I mean, I shouldn't say they're pretty far out there. A lot of people have them, but 4K content is still pretty hard to come by. It's definitely not really coming from cable channels at this time. So, I I don't I don't know other than 4K 60 FPS. Maybe add in VR support and that kind of stuff, but that seems a little slow considering Sony already has that type of a solution. And um, yeah, yeah, we'll see. We will see what happens here because that will be super interesting. So keep your eyes, eyes and ears open for that. Uh, you know, if you're in the if you're in the belief of pouring one out for your homies, it has been officially one year since Wonderlist has died, and the transition, as we all know, has been botched. But I will tell you that uh, I, I'm a little bit more optimistic about the to-do future now because there's been a lot of changes inside of Microsoft and they're continuing to do changes including leadership of these teams and I don't necessarily mean uh Mario Joe reported this week that Joe B was now leading some of the new teams including to do but I think the action Joe was like up here a little bit if he if he knocked down a peg there's another leadership level and I'm pretty sure I know who it is but I'm not going to call it out yet um is now leading to do and some other people that I have a lot more confidence in and um, so I, there's a lot of things changing inside of Microsoft, continuing. We, we saw the major reorg with Terry leaving and that kind of stuff. But um, there's a lot more that's going on. And I just keep your eyes and ears open. They're, they're at the lower levels. Um, not the saying that they're not important people. They absolutely are. But I don't, there's so many, there's so many people moving. There's a lot more people going to edge these days. Uh, Microsoft's, I don't know why they're taking so long to, or took this long to put more people on edge, but here they are. They're, they're definitely moving people in that direction. And so keep your eyes and ears open for a lot of change. Now, typically when change happens like this, there's layoffs. I haven't, I, I've been hearing whispers that people are concerned because July is typically the month where Microsoft makes their big cuts because their fiscal year end is June 30th. And so people are wondering with all these changes, are there going to be more cuts? I don't have any explicit direct knowledge, but I keep hearing from a lot of insiders that they are worried about this, um, rightfully so, because layoffs are never a fun thing. They suck. And um, so just keep your eyes and ears open for that for sometime around July. Microsoft came back and said this reorg does not have direct ties to uh, layoffs, but um, if, you know they have a way with words, and I, I'll be curious to see what happens. Um, July is typically the bad month. So Microsoft is finishing up year-end preparations. Like I said, June 30th is the year fiscal year-end. That's when their budgets reset and all that kind of stuff. And so there's a lot of there's a lot of action. June 30th is going to come. And then as you, if you're not familiar, August is typically like a dead month at Microsoft. A lot of people go on vacation that month because they get through the year-end. They, they settle in in July and then they take time off in uh, August. And so other things announced this week for Microsoft, they had, uh, they announced the Linux thingy. I know it's a technical term, but it's called Sphere OS and it's for the IOT world and it's based on Linux. Now Microsoft tell, well, they're very careful in saying, no, we're not widely distributing uh, a new Microsoft distro of Linux, but uh, they have some uh, containerized security features that they're building into Linux and people are kind of like freaking out saying is, is Microsoft giving up on Windows? Absolutely not. You got to remember in the IoT space, uh, Linux reigns supreme. There's no other real way to write 
to, to qualify Linux is just a better operating system. And now that Microsoft isn't so directly tied to Windows, um, this makes a lot of sense. And I think it's the right move for them. And it's called Sphere OS. If you're into the IoT world, this was announced this week. There's still some licensing things to, I think, shake out out of it. But um, it's Microsoft's play into this world, which they said was like 9 billion devices last year. IoT, which sounds like a lot, but you remember IoT are just essentially sensors and so they built a custom chip and all this good stuff and they are definitely diving deeper into the world of linux but um they're no stranger to this either remember because they have things running on um azure like red hat and all this stuff and um, they have the windows subsystem for linux where they have like all those different distros available so it's not like this is some crazy thing but what kind of pings the bell on the back of my head is like okay if microsoft's willing to embrace linux for iot I could see them embracing Android for mobile with Andromeda. And I know I've talked about that before, but you can kind of see it's like, okay, they're, they're realizing that there is a world outside of Windows and um, how are they going to capitalize upon it? And so uh, there you go. The other interesting thing that I forgot to point out about the Sphere OS is that Microsoft explicitly called out that they are leveraging Xbox knowledge to secure their IoT devices. Now, this sounds maybe a little distant, but if you think about it, they got to secure this thing back here because there's a lot of proprietary content, the gaming for that. And Microsoft doesn't want this thing hacked and people to turn it into a custom ROM machine. So they, and they have direct access to this machine. So it has to be extremely secure. And Microsoft is leveraging that technology into IOT, their components to make sure that they are hardened and battle ready. And so that's just, just, just kind of a neat tie in about how their gaming tech and security stuff has real world use cases outside of um, the Xbox. And the last little thing here before we dive into the questions is Redstone 4. Where the heck are you? I'm just, I don't know. Um, I got like a runny nose this morning. But um, <laughs> that's probably too much information or whatever. But Redstone 4 was supposed to be here and then they ran into a bug. And then it's like, is it going to ship in April? Is it going to, is 1803 really going to become 1804? This has been... Um, this has been an interesting thing. Microsoft has tried to downplay some of this, but I think there had to have been a bigger, a bigger problem potentially for them to do this, not to issue a cumulative update or something along those lines. And so I don't fully know the story. If you happen to do know the insider story about what happened other than the word, it's just bugs. Um, I would love to know because Microsoft hasn't really given us a whole lot of details at this time about why Redstone 4 is so late now. I think originally it was supposed to roll out wide scale next week it was supposed to be to um people who wanted to get it last week and then this week maybe wide scale or next week wide scale and then be done but um clearly we uh we're clearly not there yet so we will see all right let's dive into the questions here folks hit the refresh on the page grab a drink of my drink all right oh good Decent number. All right. Peter K dives in and says, in my last Windows upgrade, I got an extra partition on my SSD shown as a full, shown as full, and Windows Explorer shows it has nothing. Has anything ever had this happen with this extra partition? Disk management tool does nothing to delete it. Ooh. So my initial gut reaction when reading this was um, that it's a recovery partition. Is my initial gut check. I've never had a, a partition created during a Windows upgrade. What I'd love to know is if that upgrade was to 1803 <laughs> or if that was from the fall update, the fall creators update. 
Uh, which, by the way, I, I sincerely doubt this is called the Spring Creators Update. I know I've hinted at it a bunch. I believe they were just going to call it the April Update. But um, I think they're doing away with that creators crap. Uh, mostly because this update is a little odd. So, of course, I'm getting a phone call from probably Tire Discounters, where I dropped my car off this morning because I hit a pothole. And um, now my suspension is squeaking because it's pothole season. And Brad just likes throwing money into things that don't need to be paid for. Um, that should have been whatever. If you've hit a pothole and ruined your car, you'll know the pain that I'm in this morning. Happened yesterday. It's just a chipper day. But but seriously, back to that. I have to think that has to do something with potentially um, a recovery partition. So, yeah. Uh, Michael, if it's not, I would love to know more about how and what is and when it actually showed up. Because that would probably give us a little bit more information. Uh, Michael EPS5 says, when will Throt mugs be available again? I've been meaning to get my hands on one. And then HR Grove says, why not Sam's mugs too? And Sam's shot glass and tumblers. Uh, Sam's scotch glass would be amazing. Um... Those mugs, I don't think are going to be back in anytime soon. Potentially, maybe we can try something, but um, they were a big pain in the ass. Um, it was actually a little bit before my time. I started here like two and a half years ago, and I think those were three years ago, and I remember there were some logistical problems with that stuff. HRLN uh, Grove says, If I recall correctly, Microsoft BAM wasn't based on Windows. Did the band help convince Microsoft that Windows was just too big for some things? I think you might be onto something. Um, I can't remember if it was band one or band two, but definitely one of the band iterations wasn't based on windows and uh, Linux typically runs better on these small things. So I, you very well could be onto something. Simon says, is there a cheap way to run my personal domain on outlook.com now that they have removed the personal hosting for new signups? Um, is there a cheap way? I guess it defines cheap. I don't know personally. Um, I've, I'm not a big I don't do this stuff all that often, mostly because for this exact reason that Microsoft flips the switch around, I run all my personal domains and stuff. This isn't a paid promotion through Namecheap. And um, that's just who I've run it through and I've, I've had fine luck, but um, I don't personally know about getting it through outlook.com, mostly because I haven't tried. And there's the reason why they turned it off is because not many people were using it. It was becoming a huge issue. Uh, and that's why they passed it off, I believe, to GoDaddy. And then Bart says, do you expect teams to come to, to, to come to consumer versions of Office 365 or a similar offering? I'm not sure about to the consumer version because you need multiple people. But what I do believe they're going to do with teams is actually offer a free iteration. Um, there was that freemium thing. Uh, there was a freemium tag or a whole bunch of tags in the latest developer edition of teams. And so I believe there's going to be a freemium version and that will probably take the cake for that. And maybe if you log in with your, um, if you log, <laughs> if you log in um, through, with your office 365 home or personal account into the free version, maybe you'll get some extra storage or something like that. I could see them doing that. But as for if they're going to bring it to home and personal, I don't know, but I know that they're definitely working on a free iteration for those that need it. And that's a wrap, folks. It's been a it's been a very busy and odd week, mostly just because one, I, I like what you can't see here is that the webcam is actually in the middle of the screen, like it's blocking my screen to get the eyeline right. Um, otherwise, you like see just it's like a like a forty five degree angle coming from the top of the monitor. Looks a little ridiculous, but I think this might actually work out since I'm not using this machine as my daily driver, and uh, mostly upstairs now. 
But um, as always, folks, I hope everyone had a wonderful week. And if you got any good tips or tricks or whatever, make sure to shoot them at me on Twitter at BDSams, or you can email me uh, just brad.sams at BWW Media Group. That's a whole entire mouthful, which Twitter is usually easier. And um, we got some stuff coming up where we're diving into build here in the very near future. I'm hoping the build sessions will give us a little bit of more information. I am going to build. I will be arriving in Seattle on Saturday. So if you're in early, let me know. We can probably try to arrange something. I know there's going to be a meetup. Um, I don't know what day yet. I haven't talked with Mary Jo to figure that out. But there will definitely be a meetup at build. Um, I will be there. Paul will be there. Mary Jo will be there. Everybody you know and love um, that covers Microsoft will be there. And so next week will be exciting because I'll hopefully get my Xbox One X maybe Thursday or Friday. And um, I think that's about it, folks. So have yourselves a wonderful weekend, and I'll catch you right back here next time on The Sam's Report. Thanks for tuning in.